Welcome to another episode of Growing Together, a podcast powered by the community of Arizona Sustainable Apparel Association, where we talk to local sustainable fashion businesses in Arizona about their brand story, passion for sustainability, and how we can all become more responsible stewards of the earth through our clothing choices. I'm your host, Madeline Dolgen. Now on to the show. Hello, everyone. Today, we have reseller Dorothy Jonas here with us to share more about her brand, Salty Girls Closet, and to discuss her business journey and secondhand clothing. Welcome to the show, Dorothy. Thank you, Madeline. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Awesome. So excited to have you here. So for our first question, we always start off by trying to get a better sense of our guests' personal style and learn more about what fashion means to them. So if you were an article of clothing, what would you be and why? I might probably be a skirt because it's flowy and fun and whimsical. And it's kind of like my personality. I just like to be like a fun person. And I think skirts have a lot of like meaning to them. Like you can have a flowy skirt, you can have a tight skirt, you can have a short skirt, you can have all kinds of skirts, but they're fun. That's what I love about skirts. (laughs) Awesome. And yeah, so flowy and you can twirl in them. So you're yes. so great. <laughs> feel like they encourage you to, to twirl and have some fun. So yeah, um, that's great. And definitely fits your fun, spunky personality you got going on with your business too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So tell us more about your brand and why you started it. So I kind of started Salty Girls Closet by accident in the sense that I just started selling my own clothes um, for my own closet. And then I started, as I started selling, I got kind of addicted to it. And then as time went on, I noticed that um, plus size was very much in demand and there wasn't a good market for it. So I just started focusing more. I mean, I have all sizes in my closet, but plus size is my passion because I feel really good about making people feel beautiful. And I find really cute clothes where I feel like plus size is not like if you go to Nordstrom's as an example, there's a small little section, there's not a big section and, and everybody wants to feel beautiful. And so that is like, as time goes on, I become more passionate in this business and it's not just about making money. It's about helping people. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you really found a niche that's important to you and clearly so needed in, in the fashion industry. So I love that. And so now you've become more involved in the sustainability community as a reseller. And I know that you've shared with me more about kind of how being involved in this business um, exposed you to sustainability and what that means as it applies to fashion. So tell us a bit more about how you view sustainable fashion now. Well, I used to be quite bougie. I would buy secondhand at all, to be honest with you. I worked at Saks. I've worked at Nordstrom. So I was surrounded by expensive, beautiful things. And as time went on, and then when I started my closet, I started noticing there were cute things in my size that I liked and that were quite affordable. And I realized that this shirt definitely could be, many owners can have this shirt and I'm spending too much money on all this stuff. Why not save, you know, like the planet because it's important and why not like just, you know, have 
cute clothes, but not have to spend a fortune on them. So I was just like, it kind of woke me up because I never bought secondhand before. And now half my wardrobe is secondhand. And I know that we overuse the washing machine and, and it's just the sustainable fashion industry is exploding right now because more and more people are realizing that it saves money and also it saves the earth. Yeah, that's great. You've called it before when we've spoken like an obsession now with sustainability. Can you tell us more about what that looks like in your, your day-to-day life? Um, because I'm addicted to the thrift now. I'm not addicted to going into the retail world. I love going thrifting. I love finding deals now. And I know that I'm doing something good when I do buy secondhand. And so it's, it is an addiction. It's like you eat, sleep and breathe it basically. (laughs) That's great. I mean, it sounds like you've been able to turn um, your, your love and passion for shopping into something that feels really meaningful and also good for the planet through creating this uh, reselling business. Definitely. Yeah. So fun. So uh, tell us the story behind the name of your brand. Salty Girls Closet is so cute. (laughs) What does it mean to you? So it is actually a special um, meaning to me because I am not 25 years old. So I wanted a young hip name to go because I feel like all these beautiful young girls are doing sustainable fashion now. And I wanted to be young and hip too. (laughs) So I have a 23 year old daughter And we would talk all the time and she would say, you're so salty. You're so salty. And I was like, Hmm, I really like that name (laughs) salty. And I was like, this is what these young girls are saying salty. So I'm like, I'm going to use that name. And so that's how it kind of grooved salty girls closet. And it's special because, you know, it came from my daughter. That's a great story. And you're right. So on trend too, you know, with, (laughs) with the young people and also, you know, it's just, it's just so fun. Um, even to somebody who maybe doesn't use that word in their, their everyday language, but it certainly seems to embody kind of the, the sassiness, um, of, of your closet, you know, sassiness in a good way, right. That type of like confidence and, and I know what I'm doing and, um, like having cute style, you know, to me, sassy is, is, can be a positive, even though sometimes we see it as, um, as a negative or the idea of salty. So, right. Yeah, <laughs> <spot> on. <laughs> So in the past, you were speaking about how you worked with a variety of luxury retailers. So clearly this journey into secondhand is a a very big change from that part of your life. So has this experience being involved in secondhand changed your perspective of luxury fashion? Well, I still love luxury. I mean, it's just like, it's hard not to love a Chanel bag or, you know, Yves Saint Laurent bag, but I try and actually find it secondhand if I can. I mean, always, you know, digging for better deals. I, I mean, I, I definitely just try to save now. It's my life has changed so much because I used to spend so much money on clothes that I thought I needed to work at Nordstrom's or Saks when really I could have just been just as cute at secondhand. So it's just been such an eye opener and a humbling experience for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, totally. Like you're able to still achieve that quality and that style. And of course, a lower price point, um, which is nice too. And also be able to, you know, reuse something instead of purchasing new too. So 
uh, a lot of great. I wish I had known about this when my kids were little. I wish I had been buying secondhand when they were growing up because now they would be buying secondhand. They would have, I would have taught them at a young age that this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally. We need more people like you, you know, teaching <laughs> kids, inspiring other people that there's a whole like world of clothes out there secondhand that, that need homes. And the more that we can make it a little less taboo, like I think some people, you know, are, are nervous about secondhand, you know, it's coming from somebody else. Is it gross? You know, is it not good? <laughs> like making it cool, right? You know, here you are somebody coming from the the luxury retail industry saying that secondhand is just as cool and good quality and like much more affordable too. So we need people out there, I think, kind of spreading that message like you're doing. Yeah. Plus it helps your individuality. Like who wants to dress like everybody else? If you go to a secondhand store, you really have that edge over others and having a more individual look, I think, which is awesome. It's nice to see so many different people embrace fashion in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And you can also kind of bring things um, back from the past by going thrifting. You're not necessarily on the same, you know, styles of the trends, which is cool. I think like mixing some of those like old trends together is good, you know, versus if we all followed the trends, we'd all look the same. So yeah, that's why I also see the individuality. That's cool. When I think about luxury, I think about a recent business acquisition that was made between Caring, who's the parent company of some big name brands, Alexander McQueen, Coach, there's quite a few other luxury brands under there. And they actually just bought Vestiaire Collective, a secondhand platform. And to me, that signals like a whole new era of luxury, where instead of being, it's about the exclusive nature of you have, you know, you got a coach bag and you were able to afford it. Now it's saying like, we stand as a, as a luxury, you know, big name brand, we stand by the fact that it's okay to purchase our clothing secondhand. So I'm really interested to kind of see how that might change or like totally disrupt the luxury industry. I mean, I don't know if that's going to change how much they're producing or like change their price points, but I think it's really mm -hmm. cool that they're like supporting secondhand. Definitely. I think a lot of these companies are joining in on that bandwagon because they're seeing the growth is just amazing right now. And they have like these little pie charts and you'll even see like retail has the small pie and sustainable fashion is way up there, big part of the pie. So I think a lot of these companies are, are going to embrace secondhand. They'll find a way because they do not want to lose money for sure. Yeah, that's also a good point that like as consumers um, continue to find more joy out of secondhand and have interest in that, like we can also push these companies to start to have to explore that um, if, if that's where consumers going. So that's a that's a great point. Um, we're really excited to kind of see, you know, the trajectory of luxury moving forward. So I want to hear more about your reselling experience. I know that you spend a lot of your time thrifting and, you know, the hunt <laughs> Good items. So tell us, what are some of your favorite items to thrift? I love to thrift, of course, the plus size items, but shoes, there's a big thing that I love to thrift. I love to find stuff in an excellent condition because when I sell it, I know the buyer is going to be happy. 
So I really look for beautiful shoes, unique shoes. I like to find things that not everybody has. I don't want to just pick up a pair of Nikes. I want to pick up a really cool pair of Vans or a really cool pair of Nikes that are different, not the ones that everybody has. So sometimes I buy a lot of weird stuff because I know it's different and it's exciting for the consumer. So I'm definitely looking for the odd things when I'm out there. <laughs> nice. That that's a great approach. I'm curious, is there like one item that you you've purchased that maybe you could could share with us that you would describe was like weird, but then it totally sold and like somebody was so happy about it? So I found these um, shoes one time at the bins and I never heard of this brand before because Every day I'm learning new brands, even though when I think I know brands, I'm still learning every day. And I found these weird cat shoes at the bins <laughs> and they were, um, they were called Tuck, T-U-K. And um, I would never personally buy them for myself, but as a reseller, you have to buy, not for you, you have to buy for your audience. And they sold pretty quick for a really good profit. And that was like, wow, this brand's pretty interesting. So I was just kind of like always looking for that brand again, because these were these weird cat shoes. <laughs> and they were at the bottom of the bin, basically at the bins. <laughs> and I just pulled them out and I was like, they're really cool. I think I'm going to take them. <laughs> Nice. Sounds like you really scored there and had Definitely. an eye, yeah, and had an eye for you know something that, that not a lot of people necessarily noticed. So that that's cool. So on that note, how do you decide whether you think a garment will sell? Well, I go by the um, if it's cute. Definitely, I do look for brands. I but if something super cute and speaks to me, I'll get it too material. Like I look for quality material. I, as you keep going as a reseller, you start to notice things right away. Like I can spot something luxury. It just jumps at me. It's weird. It just jumps at me. And then style, of course, I try to get stuff. I don't really focus too much on vintage. Even if I found a cute vintage piece, I would probably pick it up, but I don't really focus on that. I just, I like to focus on the style, the trends, and just cute stuff, like what everybody else I think would want. I buy stuff that I would never buy for myself, definitely. But if I think that someone else will like it, I will buy it. Nice. Well, sounds like you're, you're very strategic and you've learned a lot along the way. Definitely. <laughs> I'm learning every day. I, I love the reselling community. The women out there are amazing, men, women and men. And they are all very helpful. I follow a lot of them on Instagram and there are so many much more smarter people out there than me. And I love learning from them. Yeah. Well, that is such an important attitude, you know, to take that humble perspective and have that, that eagerness to learn. I'm sure that'll, that'll get you far. So speaking of this idea of building a business, not easy, right? So what was the experience like in the very beginning when you were just starting out um, as a reseller? probably chaos, I would say, because I didn't know what I was doing. And I bought a lot of bad buys in the beginning and realizing that I need to track what I buy, know how much I paid for it, keep my receipts. Like every day it was like, if I really want to do this, I need to be like a businesswoman. And just recently, I now have space, which I didn't have before. I was pretty much tripping over myself and in my posh room, I call it, or my kids call it the Macy's room. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and it's so nice to actually have like an office now and some space where I don't feel cluttered as much. But yeah, it was just serious learning. And I just soak it up like a sponge because I love, like I said, I eat, breathe it every day, sleep it. Sometimes I can't even sleep because I'm so excited <laughs> the next day I'm going thrifty. <laughs> and just like following YouTubers and learning from them and just getting my ducks in a row and just really, really being organized has been key because I don't feel like I was at first. And I still have some of those brands that I bought in the beginning. And I'm like, what were you thinking? Why did you buy this? <laughs> now I got to get rid of it and send it to thread up or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like it actually takes a lot of logistical mover maneuvering, like actually having those clothes, getting it photographed and up on the site. Um, I've also talked to some resellers who say that it's also about kind of like the relationship and the engagement on sites like Poshmark. So are like those, you know, all pieces that, that you think about? Oh, definitely. I follow the Bolo brands very strategically. I'm always looking for the Bolo brands. Um, it's definitely what's trending right now. You have to know because literally it changes every day. I mean, two months ago, coach was nothing. Now it's popular again. It's like, you gotta, it's just like, it can turn in a dime how mm-hmm. these trends work and what people want. So I have to be on top of that. I have to be, in, you know, like educated about what I'm buying. It's not just about a whim. Now, sometimes I do buy something cause it's cute, but for the most part, I'm pretty strategic about what I buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you got to have like your, you know, finger on the pulse of, of the trends at all times. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That so, makes it fun though. For sure. Always, always new, right? Always keeping up with it. <laughs> so fun. Um, so was there one moment that like really helped launch your business or has it just kind of been like a slow process of, you know, the, the grind or so to speak? It's been kind of slow in the beginning because um, I was working full time and I really just wanted to do the reselling thing because I didn't like my job very much. It was like, I felt like I was wasting my time and you, it's easy to get addicted once you start selling one or two things. I mean, then you go thrifting for one or two things and then pretty soon you're at the thrift store every week. Now you have a hundred items to sell. It just, it, I really feel like you, you have to love it because it's not easy. It is a lot of work. It's not just you thrift, you have to photograph, you have to list, you have to know what's trending. You have to carry those items to the, you have to ship those items. You're really the CEO of every part of your business. So you really have to love it. But for me, honestly, it doesn't feel like a job. I love it so much that I just want to do it all the time. You know, I don't even like, take days off. Sometimes I'm so crazy. (laughs) I'm just learning now. Hello, you need to take a day off, you know, but you just get so into it. That's awesome. But you're right. A lot of like moving pieces, you know, even for, for me to hear, I mean, wow, like (laughs) every day there's so much that goes into this reselling process. It's not just like, Oh, cute thing. Great. It like sells next day. Like there's all those additional um, pieces that come into play. Definitely. And like, even when something doesn't sell, now you have to figure out what platform I need to move it to, to get it to sell. How do I get this thing to move? I don't want to just donate it all the time. Sometimes I do, but for the most part, I need to find an avenue where it can sell. So you're constantly being a smart businesswoman and 
finding a way to sell your item. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Since you're talking about, you know, finding these creative ways to sell, do you have any like tips around, you know, what's the best way to get an item to sell or to, you know, find its future owner? Well, definitely you want to have really good, clear pictures. You want to make sure you take a picture of the tag, the, the size, and also the, what kind of garment it is like cotton, polyester. You want to make sure it's a, like a really good item. You, if you can't sell it on one platform, that doesn't mean another platform. That's one big thing is learning the platforms. Like what sells on ThreadUp? What sells on Real Real? What does this buy, sell, trade store take? Because that could be a really good thing. If you go to a buy, sell, trade store, you're taking your dead items and they're going to give you, I usually like just getting the credit because you get more with the credit than the cash. And then you can turn around and buy a hot item and then you're getting your money back in a different way. So that was one of my favorite things to do is the buy, sell trade. I'm really big on that. I try to go there a few times a month and that has been instrumental for me in my business and getting rid of my dead buys. That's a great tip. That seems so smart. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) There anything, you know, throughout the experience of launching your business that surprised you, like something you didn't expect you'd, you'd be experienced. I didn't expect that when I didn't sell something, like say I went a day without a sale, how depressed I would get (laughs) and how how bummed it makes me. And then you start to think, what am I doing wrong? Is this right for me? Because it really does pull you down. And so then I just had to learn to roll with the punches. Tomorrow's another day. Maybe tomorrow I'll sell 10 items. Maybe I won't, but you can't give up. And then look at the number of what you have sold and remind yourself you did sell this much in the last few years. So be proud of yourself. You haven't given up and you keep doing it. And every day is a new day and you have to have a positive mindset. But I never realized how sad I would get if I did something. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's good. It sounds like you you have a, a good spirit about it now. Uh, that that keeps you going forward. Well, Dorothy, this is awesome. I really love being able to hear your you know journey from luxury into secondhand and all of those awesome tips that you just shared. And it sounds like you just have such a ball with this this business. You've clearly fallen into something that you know suits you. I think your, your talent and your expertise. So I really appreciate you sharing all about that background with us and your business. So I just have one last question for you. Tell us a little bit from your perspective, why do you think consumers should shop sustainably? Um, I think consumers should stop sustainably because they definitely will save money and they'll have an amazing wardrobe by doing so. And they'll be able to get things that make them more individual And they'll feel good about it because it's helping the environment as well as helping their pocketbook. Nice. Amazing reasons right there. So lastly, how can our audience find you if they want to check out Salty Girls Closet, see what you've got in there? What's the best way to connect or follow you? You can just go on my Instagram, Salty Girls. It's spelled G-I-R-L-Z underscore closet. And then the link is in my bio. And I post new items usually every day.
Amazing. Well, you heard it here, folks. Please go check out at Salty Girls Closet on Instagram for some really, really fun clothing that is also size inclusive, um, which is awesome. So thanks again, Dorothy, for being on the show. I I really loved learning about your story and I hope our listeners will have a chance to um, connect with you moving forward. Thank you so much, Madeline. I really appreciate you inviting me to your podcast.